0: You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast, the home of Scottish
1: Football Banter.
0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums Podcast. I'm Chris, I'm hosting again tonight uh, and this week I'm joined by Hamish. I'm not bad, how are you doing? Aye, not bad, not bad, not bad. Um we're, we're a couple of Aberdeen fans down. Um not anything to do with uh the the, the weekend fixtures. I should, um they've both had things going on in personal lives that have uh, required dealing with. So <laughs> I shall say no more. It's not my place to say. Um but I do have Hey Michael, uh, uh can tell us about uh, how Ian
1: Castro has been getting on at hearts uh, first hand. Well. Well, it's funny that, how I've gone into hiding for the last uh, couple of months, but uh, as soon as Hearts get a victory, here I am. <laughs> uh, you couldn't have timed it better. Um, exactly. So, we'll
0: start off with the, the good news that we, for the first time in ages, I think, we actually had a winner in the charity bet, because Ian Russell got the first goal for Airdriek, so that was another uh, 40 quid into the coffers. Uh, we're still not sure what the total is, because somewhere along the line we've managed to lose a first goal scorer a bit. <laughs> We'll be I think on Christmas Eve, won one of the bets, but we've absolutely no idea what the odds were. So we're trying to, we're, we're looking into that. Craig is on the case. So good stuff. So hopefully we'll have a, a, some idea of what the thought was. Without that, it's about two hundred and thirty quid, which is frankly dreadful for us at this point yeah. in the season. Um, so it's a good thing we've got somebody that's better at betting than uh, anybody else in the podcast than tonight. Fingers crossed, you can uh, pull something out of the fire for us this weekend.
1: I, um, I hope so. I've got something lined up for later on, but it's a bit risky. Uh, hey, bankers are risky for us this season, so I don't think we can say
0: too much about that. Uh, unfortunately, the other bet was a, a bust, because um, St Murden Drew I lost, so I think one of the three won. Um, so we shall hopefully be a bit more successful this week. Maybe we'll go be going a winning streak, that'll be nice. Get the charity bet pop boosted a bit more. So um, we'll go back to midweek now. Because there was a full card in the, the Premiership back then. Uh, Tuesday night we had Aberdeen winning 1 0 over Inverness, another narrow victory. I think that took about 10 wins in a row at home. Yep. That's uh, since come to an end. It's, it's been a decent streak for Aberdeen. Um, and that, coupled with the fact that Rangers drew the fall one night at that meant uh, they went into the game against each other at the weekend 12 points ahead. Uh, the other game on Tuesday night was Ross County's two one one over Dundee, and um, I'm sure you can tell us a bit more about Dundee, given that it was uh, Hearts' opponents at the weekend. Yeah, um,
1: Dundee. Dundee are not doing very well just now. To be fair to them,
0: no, they're not. It seems to me that there's a few teams in the bottom six are just they they what they, they're really struggling. The likes of Dundee, the likes of Merlable, Um and I think. It's, there's a good chance they will all be saved by the fact that Inverness are also not doing too well and they currently occupy the bottom spot. Uh, on a, the other games of Wednesday night, not a lot happened to be honest. Um, as well as the 0-0 draw at like it was nothing each with Um It was one each with Celtic, of Thistle taking points off Celtic, only the third team to manage it this season. Um, and that was thanks to a, a missed penalty, I believe, Scott Sinclair, when it was one each.
1: Yeah, and I think there, there could have been an element there, that, you know, Celtic have won the league the previous week, maybe a few of their players went out to celebrate, uh, took their minds off things a little bit, I think.
0: I think, uh, to be honest, I think it's been uh, a bit of a of thistle success, they've been, they've been a difficult team to score against, of like, I think they've conceded 8 goals since the yeah. middle of December, that's some return, that's, that's, uh, that's why they're in the top 6. And they there to stay, they're having the of the weekend. Oh, th- th- they've got their
1: sights and hearts next, I think, really.
0: Is that their next game? I haven't even looked at
1: the fixtures yet, you know. <laughs> no,
0: it's not their next game.
1: They're only three points behind us now.
0: That's, that's very true, yeah. that's good uh, working away with the table for yep. um should, should I mention the other game on Wednesday night? St Johnson won hearts now.
1: Uh, well, no, another disappointment really. Um, obviously, incidents in the game as well, which weren't the best to be seen. Um, it's a spitting incident with uh, Nicholson. Uh, not not the best, but hearts away for him has really been dreadful this season, so it continued again.
0: I think that was one of two bizarre sendings off uh, on Wednesday night because as Nicholson was getting sent off for uh, spitting uh, was it McKinnon, Hamilton gets
1: sent off for reacting to the crowd <laughs> yeah which I, th- I always think for a footballer that's a little bit unfair you know if he's yeah. he's getting a hard time from the crowd he gives it a bit back and uh, next thing he's getting sent off so I think that's a bit unfair really Yeah,
0: I think um, Hamilton were a bit hard done by the refs this week not only was McKinnon sent off for reacting to the crowd, but in, on Saturday we had um, Skandras getting sent off for. I'm not telling you what he was sent off for. It was it was it was a tackle on the halfway line, just before half time, that wasn't a goal scoring opportunity and didn't really look like it was reckless or or dangerous or anything like that. it Just looked like it was a it was an obvious booking. Yeah, and, it was. I right, really
1: think. Yeah, it was a yellow card. It was on the halfway line. I don't know how you can say that that was a goal-scoring opportunity, really, when there was there was other defenders nearby. So I think they were really hard done by there, and then that left them down to 10 men with the whole of the second half to play. Yeah, and they were leading uh,
0: early on in that game. A nice curling shot from Massimo Durante. Um Not But expected. yeah, like mean, you said, when you've got to put the entire second half against the it, this it's desperate for points just what like you are then. It was bound to come back and bite them, and sure enough, Curran got the equaliser for Ross County, so that's um, a point I shared a piece. But um, that, I mean, that's two points what Hamilton managed to back up over the, the two games um, against teams that they're obviously they, they would like to beat, given they're, and they're all fighting off relegation at this point in the, in the bottom for six. Um, but it's, I mean, it's what Hamilton twenty nine, Willow twenty nine, Dundee thirty, Ross County thirty two, even that who only this week uh, were confirmed bottom six and could have been top six are still five points off that playoff spot like yeah, said earlier, it's, it's Inverness that are in trouble because their, their form is poor they're four points adrift at Uh they're the only team that are adrift in the bottom six So,
1: yeah, and I think with Inverness as well their, their manager really isn't giving out too many positive signs is he uh, he's, he's almost blaming himself Um
0: He's almost asking the board to get rid of him, and yet there was a meeting tonight that the uh, Inverness have confirmed. It was just a case of they're they're, they're fully behind the the manager. There was nothing, it was just a regular board meeting, but um, they're they're just hoping that a win over Muller at the weekend will come and that will put them in a much better position. But I mean, they're probably right that they do need to win that game to give themselves any kind of real chance to get out of that bottom spot.
1: Yeah, I think if they yeah, they need three points there even a draw I think at this stage isn't good enough. Uh and it, they have had a shocking season, there's no doubt about it. They've still got decent players in their team like said Draper, Tanze, even Billy McKay up front. Used to used to be banging in goals, it's just not happened for them at all this season. Um a lot was said, you know, about Cathro whether he was ready to be a manager and You've got to really look at Richie Foran and say, is is he up for the job as well? Uh, on, on the showing he's done this season, he doesn't really look like it, to be honest.
0: No, and uh, it was it was a bit of a discipline caught him out again at the weekend. There I mean, they were a goal down to uh, Stephen McLean's goal against St. Johnson, but uh, was it two? It was was there two bookings for the centre in quick succession.
1: Because. He see, yeah, I think he's, he seemed to get a yellow card for, for his foul, uh, then got angry about it, shouted at the ref, and the next yeah. thing he's got himself sent off.
0: It was, it was the way SportsCenter's commentary seemed to suggest it. Like he'd it, been booked for descent and then had kept going, so the referee booked him for descent again. Yeah. But um, yeah, it would make a bit more sense if it was a tackle and then the descent had followed it. Yeah. Uh, but I mean it, was, I mean, it was 10 minutes ago when that happened. the we were still well in the game. Um, I think they actually had more shots than on target than St Johnson did throughout the game but um, once they went down to 10 men they just collapsed I mean they lost to the go to Craig's uh, the, the, the silly penalty that they gave away with a couple of minutes left and then Cummins made it 3-0 in injury time so it was, a, it was a good win for St Johnson it moved St Johnson within three points of Rangers above them um, we are obviously hoping for Aberdeen would do them a favour the following day but that wasn't to me. Um but yeah it's, it's like you say Inverness a draw doesn't look up enough against Merlewell I mean in the other time in the season, packing up the points might be helpful, but they need to start backing up the three, especially against the team immediately above them.
1: Yeah, because you, you know even the win doesn't even get them well get them to one point behind them, but then you know they're still still needing to do a lot to get themselves out of trouble.
0: Yeah, well, I suppose the, the the benefit is that the after that game, the the other five games are all against teams directly above them as well, because that will be the will be into the spot. So be, they don't have to play the likes So well i was going to say they don't have to play the likes of Celtic, but then I'm going mess one of the three teams to have taken points off Celtic this season, so <laughs> That's right, yeah. it's probably the most bizarre thing this season. Is the team currently sitting bottom or one of the three teams that could, could actually take something for Celtic? Uh, yeah, it's um, it's, it's going to be an interesting finish to the season down the bottom half. Um, whether there's as much excitement in the top half remains to be seen. Uh, like you say, Partick Thistle have got hearts in their sight. I'd imagine Hearts have still got ambitions to finish fourth as well. When they're only five behind St Johnston.
1: Yeah, I would say so. I think you know we've we've got our win at the weekend. They're uh, kind of struggled over the finishing line to get it, but we're we're still yeah only five points behind St Johnston, and I suppose fourth place is the target. Obviously, hoping that Celtic win the cup uh, to to make that a European place. So, still, still to be played for there, I would suggest.
0: Would that be in the European place even if Aberdeen or Rangers won the Cup?
1: I'm not 100% sure. I thought it had to be Celtic to win the Cup. Well, the, the the three European places must go somewhere.
0: So, I would have thought, even That's if one of those two wins the Cup, there's two places left, so it would go to the next two teams in the league. So, I think, unless Hibs are the team that won the Cup, it that would,
1: would probably a, go to the league. That would be unthinkable if Hibs got the double <laughs> <laughs> I think I made this joke a few weeks ago but
0: it's it would be just typical that it'd be like buses you wait 14 114 yeah. years for a cup win and two come
1: along at once two come along at once and then if Hearts did get to fourth they stopped us getting to Europe that would just uh... <laughs> oh, that's a thought <laughs> well, that's the nail on the coffin that right? is isn't
0: it yeah. <laughs> uh, but we shall see at the end of the month so who gets through the semis yeah um So yeah, I mean, like we're we're talking about how Catherine's been doing at Hearts. You've got a a, a first-person view of it. What do you think?
1: Well, it's not been good, to be honest. Uh, I thought he would do a little bit better. Um, Obviously, he's 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 only been there for four months. People have got to remember that the Hearts fans are a little bit fickle. But when we went to the match on Saturday, it definitely had that sort of atmosphere as, you know, it was a must-win for him or literally he was going to lose all the fans Um, because people are already calling for his head but you know he's had a hard time five players did leave basically when Nielsen left the likes of Rossi who was quite a solid defender for us Um, Watt left, Muirhead left Ozturk bizarrely he left as well the start of the season Wanmar who was our top scorer last season he left as well and then as well, with the injuries to Patterson and uh, Soutar, it kind of left us with a depleted team. So he, he had to go away. He's brought in nine players. It's taken them a bit of time to gel. But, you know, what was that? That was that was our second win in our last ten games. Uh, so it hasn't been good enough. But, you know, you've got to give him a little bit of time to, to get it sorted. But suppose Hearts fans are feeling that time is now, really.
0: So you'd put it down more to the, 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 the big change in the playing squad one
1: than anything else? Yeah, I think so. And the sort of key players that, you know, the guy Rossi in defence was yeah. a good defender. Suter was, I think, was a great defender. Unfortunately, got a bad injury. And obviously, Patterson, just can't underestimate what Patterson does to the team. He's the kind of the player that, you know, if it's a nil-nil or something like that, that he can come up just with his determination and score a score a goal. So they were big misses for us. Yeah, yeah um, I, I
0: agree
1: with that. I know you
0: mentioned Watt as well, but I don't think you've, I don't
1: think you've lost too much. <laughs> game going away. But, you know, he was, he was someone to bring on. Uh, and, you know, just, just now we're bringing on kids uh, late on in the game if we want to change things. And, uh, you know, maybe with a, you know, What obviously didn't quite work for him, but I still think somewhere in there he's a quality player. Uh, Maybe just if he he feels like it on the day kind of thing. But we got our win, and uh, that's about all we could say. We were 1-0 up early doors uh, against Dundee. I think Dundee were very poor. uh, Didn't offer too much going forward, uh, although they did have one chance when... uh, I think it was Whiten was clean through on goal, but he scuffed it wide. Yeah. Uh, and it turned out to be one of those games where, you know, we're one nil up, really needed to be 2-0 up to be comfortable, but it became more of a game, just do not lose the game, get the three points uh, in the bag. And uh, I think Cathro was quite relieved by the end of it all. You got it on the end, uh, as you say, it was uh, the three
0: points to the bag. Um one game before the split, and I think
1: it's. What did it I think for Dundee, that was six defeats in a row they've had. Uh, so, from having a fantastic uh, march, they've suddenly just dropped down the table.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, like, I'm, I, I was just saying, it's like Dundee and Motherwell seem to be struggling in form, and, as well as Inverness at the bottom. So, um, you, you would imagine that they might be the ones that are. Uh, the others are targeting like the Alex Hamilton. And
1: well, if you look at Dundee, I think Hartley did he? I think he won Manager of the Month in March. Uh,
0: oh yeah, it was a kiss of death. <laughs> and then <laughs> How often you know, is that
1: and and suddenly you know they've dropped down the table, and well, they're only one point off being second bottom. You know. Yeah, I mean, so,
0: there was a point we were looking at top six. Yeah. That what like you say that was only like March, kind of time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or was it February? Was it was it was it maybe given the award in March because they seem to have struggled the last few weeks.
1: Yeah, he's probably given it at the end of March of the motion, yeah, or maybe yeah at the, at the start of March actually, right. probably.
0: Yeah. So, um, just looking ahead at the, the fixtures, so a, a way to come on up for Hearts next. Yeah. yeah, the A71 derby.
1: So on the on the Friday night, yes. Well, I would imagine that's maybe on, on BT Sport if that's the case. It is, yeah. Um, and I, I fancy us to carry on our, our minor bit of form uh, in Sneaker. A rare away victory.
0: That would be very rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: It would be, but I think i on next the well, uh, the, place, the place for hearts to get it. On the plastic pitch.
0: you <laughs> put people criticise plastic pitches too much, I, I don't mind them. I think I'm in the minority in that one, unfortunately. Um, right, we've been dancing around it, so we go on to the, the main event of the weekend. Aberdeen versus Rangers. Yep. It was. Um, it it kind of lived up to its billing, for the most part. It was uh, early on. It was a big fight. Well, not a big fight. It was a big. There was. Well, let's, let's be generous here. Let's say Gardner was doing a very good impersonation of K. Lafferty.
1: Yeah, I think I think the referee handled that incident quite well. To be yeah. fair, that you know both of them went head to head. Maybe Jack did come in, but you know the way Gardner's gone down. Uh, it's pretty poor to be honest really I would say but I think the referee was right just this, just to wave two yellow cards and say right come on let's get on with the game let's not spoil it
0: Yeah, I, I agree I think Gardner is Garner shouldn't be going down like that he tried to get his, his opponent sent off but we know what happens in the game uh, yeah. uh, the referee has been, been quite sensible of what he's done now he's booked both of them I think we both deserved it um, there's probably questions later on in the game as to whether Gardner should have picked up a second yellow because he did spend a lot of the first half filming people. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't think there was anything specifically, like, it wasn't one specific challenge you could point to with Gardner We'd say that was another yellow. Yeah. Um, the, the, the TV highlights kind of tried to suggest there was something but I don't think it was much.
1: Nah. I think it, it's just the kind of player he is. He likes to be in the face, there's elbows about. He goes in full-hearted for every challenge so... You know, sometimes he's going to look like he's fouling. People or persistent fouling, but he's just a physical guy. Um, and I thought he, I thought he did quite well in the game. I thought Rangers did quite well in the first half as well. They they actually looked the more dangerous team uh, in in the attacking third. Uh, they certainly had the two best chances of the half. There was
0: the one that, um, the one put over the bar. Was it Wycorn? Yeah,
1: yeah Wycorn certainly yeah. missed one. Uh Joe Lewis had a good save. I think it was from Gardner in the first
0: yeah. half. Yeah, I so I think those were the, the two decent chances in the first half. I don't really remember Aberdeen having too much. There was that penalty claim that sports teams seem to make out but that nobody claimed. Yeah. Uh, the fans, uh, fans claimed because the fans always claim. But um there was nobody in the Aberdeen team thought it was a penalty.
1: Yeah, I think it was really when you you saw it in slow motion that yeah, maybe technically it was, but it it just it didn't seem it in running play. No, I don't think. No,
0: I don't, I don't. I don't. I can understand why referee didn't give it. Um, I think. I mean, even even the replays, it takes a one behind the goal line to really see what happened properly. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I don't think I can say the referee for, for not awarding that one. Um, but then the, the second half started and Aberdeen were, were flying. They were they were the team that looked like they were likely to score. And, but there was several times he got in behind the the Rangers' defence and just couldn't find that final ball.
1: Yeah, I think it was definitely the final ball. There was many times that Hayes you know did his bit down the wing and he just couldn't pick out the player. Um, and I don't I don't think they really had a proper clear cut chance um, in in the whole match, really. Um, well,
0: there was there was two or three saves that Foddering had that I thought well they were kind of straight in his throat. Uh, yep. There was maybe one that was a difficult angle for him to get, uh, or it was, it was from an angle, that it was it was still took a bit of acrobatics to save it. Um, but as far as I could see, that was the only real chance that uh, Aberdeen had that, that caused them to have to make a proper save, as opposed to just blocking it by standing still. Um, yep. And then it all Look. fell apart for them. <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, there's no doubt that Aberdeen were pretty dominant in the second half, all the way up till what, 79 minutes and then, as you say, it just fell apart from them and uh, it it was defensive errors I think and clumsy big defenders uh, giving the ball away, not taking a touch, having a poor touch uh, that swung the game.
0: Yeah, I mean, both Ash Taylor and O'Connor didn't exactly cover himself in glory. Yep. Um, the, the, the first goal... Maybe it's a bit unfortunate that it breaks away from Lewis and straight into Miller's path and Miller fires it into the net. Good finish by Miller, got him up. Um yep. But then the, the, the second goal is just suicide. Yeah. Uh, they, they just gift it <laughs> and then they can not um, yeah. and
1: then, I mean, it, it but, is a cl- it's a classic com- clumsy defenders, yeah. but when they've given the ball away, then it was just a wee quick one-two and a... Uh, you know, Miller's Miller's straight in, so it was just criminal, really.
0: Yeah, when when that when that second goal was in, it's pretty much game over. Um, and even then, it was like, Dodo managed to get a third. I think Dodo then hit the bar. Yeah, which which Miller almost managed to get a rebound. I mean, it could mm-hmm. it could have been four <laughs> for, yeah, for a game be... that Aberdeen dominated. Well, at least Aberdeen dominated the second half, uh, and it was nil nil going into the final at ten minutes or so. Terence. Rangers probably should have won four
1: nil. Is is a phenomenal tournament. Yeah, as a as a classic of you know goals change games. Uh, but this was this was three goals in in what four minutes completely changed the game. Uh, I think there would have been Rangers fans quite happy to take a 0-0 draw, and then suddenly it's three 0 So it was quite remarkable, really.
0: No, I'm not sure the Rangers fans would have
1: liked 0-0. One nil would
0: probably done. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, they, they are still. Is it nine points behind Aberdeen? Yeah, eight, eight games to go. So the the they, they they've got to fifty five. Yeah. <laughs> so mission accomplished. <laughs> I
1: had to make that joke. I mean, I mean, <laughs> before, <laughs> before this game, I was I was basically thinking Aberdeen really just needed one two more wins uh, to secure second place. And now. You know they'll twitch a little bit, but I, yeah. I still think Aberdeen will, will, will get you know at least a couple more wins or even three wins, and that'll be them safe. Um,
0: yeah, yeah it's three wins because the goal difference isn't going to be made up. Yeah, not that it's yeah. twenty two. The Rangers need to make it on Aberdeen. Now obviously they can they can help with beating Aberdeen, but they're not going to beat them more than now, are they? Yeah. Well, you we never know. If we have another ten minutes, what like they did at the end of that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's it doesn't. I mean Aberdeen. In the last couple of seasons, have had very poor post-split results, um, so it's it's still possible. I think um, it's going to take Rangers to win all six of the games. I think.
1: Yeah, which I don't, I don't see them doing that, um, and it would take a horrendous collapse from Aberdeen. Uh, but I think I think they're stuck on for for second place. Yeah, I mean, there will be
0: people criticise Rangers for not finishing second in this division because of the, the the massive amount of money they spend in the squad. But what Rangers have done this season is reasonably similar to what Hearts did last season. They they, they came up out of the Championship, um, have established themselves as a a definite top six and both um, yeah, very likely finishing in a European spot now.
1: Yeah, so, I would agree with that. I think... Any sensible or realistic Rangers fans got to be quite happy with where they are just now. From where they've come from, uh, it's quite an achievement, I think, where they are. Yeah, and I mean, the a change of, manager in the middle of the season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and 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 had a few incidents with you know Barton and stuff like that. So I think I think they've done well, and probably where they are is is probably about right. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and um, I'm sure they will
0: continue to kick on next season and, and no doubt they'll be at least challenging for a second uh, looking to finish second and, and probably looking to be closer at the Celtic as well um, but then if Celtic have another season like they have this season which I find unlikely there might not be anything they can do about it
1: yeah but I think that's the thing and I think a lot of Rangers fans will realise that, that our Celtic are Celtic going to have the same the same results next season <laughs> I mean, it's not going to be far off, I don't think, but I just can't see them, you know, going a season unbeaten and only drawing three games. I just can't see that happening again. No, I mean... So, inevitably, all the other teams are going to be that little bit closer to them. Yeah. But there's still, obviously, a gap there.
0: Yeah, and there's, there's a good it 35 points between Celtic and Rangers with eight games to go. That's that's a big gap to make up in, in one season. Um, yeah. I think Rangers may be, may be looking at the long game there. You never know, I mean, the Rangers might, might put together their own kind of run next season. Or maybe Aberdeen will, maybe Aberdeen
1: will get just that wee bit more consistent. Because certainly Aberdeen have been in a great run recently. Well, that was it, I mean, there were 10 home wins in a row, but well, they're not about 15 wins out of 17 or something like that, so they, they have been on a great run. Um, all runs have to come to an end at some point, though. Yeah, it
0: came to a, a stuttering halt the weekend Up. So um, that probably rounds up the Premiership. Uh, in, in terms of of the other divisions, lose um, a couple of games tonight. Actually, uh, I think St Marn have thumped Morton four one, which um, yeah. is a brilliant result for them. Uh, they lifted themselves off the bottom of the the Championship at the weekend. I uh, I think I, th- I, think, I think
1: they might they might scrape out of this. I think I think Wraith Rovers are the team now that are in a bit of trouble. Well, that that win tonight has lifted them out of the, the playoff spot. They're now they're thirty
0: four points in eighth place. Ratha Rivers are swapped into ninth and thirty three error uh, now three points behind them on thirty one. So technically that's about there yeah. there's four games to play but um the, the form they're in at the moment I think I think they'll do it. I think they'll stay up. Which yep. is, 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 is fantastic news for uh, them and Jack Ross has, has done a fantastic job of turning them around So I mean it was it was it was almost looking unthinkable just a few weeks ago. Yeah. It looked like the every time they were getting themselves together they were they were falling apart soon thereafter. So um so sometimes you question whether changing the manager makes any difference. But I think in this case Ross uh, has been, it's, it's been a brilliant signing for them. So Yeah. So, still, I, I'm sure I'm sure they'll they won't be counting their chickens just yet. There's still a few games to go. Um it should be I mean, it should be noted the Barton are only a point of Edison one they? now, so they'll need to watch themselves as well. Um, it's not quite over for Hibs yet. Uh, they're on the nine points clear of Falkirk. Uh,
1: with F- Falkirk have done very well recently, I think, to get themselves yeah. up there. <laughs> I hate to say it, but I I think Hibs are straight up. Um, yeah, I I think the I think Hibs are done. Uh, nine yeah. points clear, four
0: games to go. It could be resolved this weekend. Yeah, uh, which would be great news for them, given the, the stuff of the, the Scottish Cup semi-final to play. Yeah. Um Dundee United have moved up to third tonight as well with a one 0 one over the firm one. So that coupled with the fact Morton lost to St burn. Means you're now third. Um, and that's that's still tight, so it's it's second, third and fourth 52-51-50 So um it could just be a case of hope. Well for me it, for me the second, it's second second place is aimed there because you want to yeah, get through the first yeah. round of the playoffs. Yeah. And it's gonna be those three in the playoffs, but it looks like 'cause Queen of the South are another eight behind Morton. Again, that could be done as soon as this weekend.
1: Yeah, so they're basically fighting for second place just to have one last, one last game, really. Yeah,
0: yeah, and that, I, th- it's go- I think it's going to be quite exciting between those three um, and whoever the the other team in the the Premiership is. whether that or uh, you, it seem, usually seems to favour the team in the Premiership, but uh, you never know. I mean, Falkirk and Done United and even Morton you know, have, have had decent seasons uh, and are quite capable of beating anybody in the bottom six on their day. Oh, I, I More especially think,
1: given Morton's cup run, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And Falkirk, I would. They'll they'll fancy their chances against anyone coming out of the bottom of the Premiership. I would yeah, imagine. they'll obviously be aware of
0: how things were uh, finished last season when they, they lost to Camanachd in the playoff, uh, and what was what was surprisingly one sided. I thought. Yeah. Um, should also say congratulations to Livingston, League One champions, at the weekend. There. So that's them um, back up to the championship again.
1: Yeah. They've dominated
0: that league, really. Yeah. Like, 16 points clear at all in second. So that's uh, that's why that's now finished. Uh, and it's still pretty tight in League 2. Forth on uh I think they drew it the weekend. Yeah, one each. So that kept four for just on top by a point. Just by it, a point. It, yeah. it looks like it's between those two because Elgin are 10 behind Arbroth. So um, Still a lot of play for the bottom of that division as well. Be three behind Clyde, um, and Edinburgh City a point ahead of them. The Edinburgh City have done all right. Given they've just come up for the the Lowland League,
1: they've they've done really well. You know, when it started off, you thought Jesus, they're they're out they're out of their league kind of thing. Um, but no, they've been doing well. They've um, got uh, Derek Riordan playing for them now as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a,
1: a fall from grace for him, but
0: a decent player for El- Ed- Edinburgh. At least he's he's got a couple of goals as well.
1: Yeah, they've got, they've got Craig Beatty as well. <laughs> Maybe you don't like him anymore. No. <laughs>
0: uh used to like him. <laughs> can't, can't remember why I fell out with him.
1: It <laughs> might have been a semi final, I don't know. Might not have been, <laughs> Great celebration. That's,
0: that's how I celebrate those. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to see that if I do not. My belly's ah. even bigger.
1: Anyway. <laughs> what, about, what about your own team? Uh, your manager signed a new four-year contract. Happy
0: Indeed. with that? Yeah. Um, it was an odd one. They we were making such a big deal of it on Friday. Um, and obviously I'm delighted he's committed. Uh, but it never really felt like he was going to do anything else. I was never yeah. one that thought he was going anywhere. So for him to sign up to this four-year deal,
1: I am like, well, I kind of knew he were going to do that anyway. What, was it, what contract did they have previously? Was it? See, I wondered that. I thought it was in a three year deal. Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't really think. You know, I never thought that he was. He was going to leave, and I, I couldn't see anyone poaching him. No, you know, you know, he, he he clearly wants to be at Celtic. He he wants to build in the squad. So yeah, I, there was a bit of a hoo ha about it. Yeah, but...
0: I, I, mean, I I wonder if it's an improved deal financially, or if he's been given certain guarantees for the transfer market, or it. There's, there's even a part of me thinking it might just be symbolic, because mm-hmm. he said he kind of said it himself in the press conference that he's now kind of thrown down the gauntlet to the likes so of like Stuart Armstrong and, and players who, whose whose contracts are coming up for to kind of renewal time themselves. So kind of, I'm staying, so I want you guys to stay as well. And yeah. may, maybe, maybe this is the start of it. So maybe in the next few months we'll see players like Armstrong and, and others signing new deals to stay the same kind of length of time. And if that happens, then great it was well worth it but I I was I, I was slightly underwhelmed by the fact he'd done it but just purely because I didn't expect him to do anything else. Yeah. But I mean I'm I'm absolutely delighted as a Celtic. Um he has been he's been a revelation uh, right from the fact that he got us into the Champions League in the first place. I mean I wasn't expecting to get to the Champions League group stages this season. Uh, that was a, a major bonus. Uh, we didn't do too great in it. I mean it was, it was it was three draws and three losses but I mean, the the Man City games were were great to watch, especially when were at Celtic Park. Um, we probably should have won the game in Germany.
1: Um, the, I think the, you, were, you were in a hard group, though. You know, it was oh, it was couldn't it have really got yeah, any harder than that. Really, yeah,
0: the, the the two Barcelona games were obviously disappointing because um, you you think back to the, the 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 penalty that Dembele had at one 0 down. Mm. I wonder what could have been. We probably yep. have lost seven one to be honest, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but Barcelona was just underneath; like, they're unplayable. But um, uh, you can get a Barcelona as well as uh, has been proven in the last couple of rounds of the Champions League because I've lost. I see they've lost to Uv uh, tonight. Well, I've been humbled again, really. Yeah. But uh, and they're... obviously we lost in the previous round, but managed to turn that round in a, a phenomenal. Was it five one or something? Yeah, and so um, they've always got it in their, their locker to score, a barrel of the goals, so it was just unfortunate that it happened to Celtic. Um, I, th- I think the only game of the six that I was actually actively disappointed that how it went was the home game against Munich and Gladbach. Because I think we underestimated them and then we went on to show we could go toe-to-toe with them in, in Germany and arguably should have won that game. Yeah. because uh, we were unlucky. I when the Scott Sinclair had um hit a post in the first half and then there was a chance for Cal McGregor right at the end of the game at one each. Uh, over there. So that was uh, that that was the two games against them were both disappointing for different reasons. But um Barcelona, Barcelona, I think, and Man City was was just great to watch.
1: Yeah. But I think I think it's quite good that Brendan's done all this with only the addition of a couple of players really, in the team, and he's, he seems to have, you know, brought Armstrong on well. Yeah. He's got Tierney, well, well, no, Tierney's a good player, but he's, he's, he's developed him even further. He's plucked Sinclair from, basically, being a dud in England. Obviously, coming up to Scotland's, probably a bit easier for him, but, you know, he's, what has he banged in, 23 goals this season?
0: Oh, yeah, Scottish Sinclair has been, a, has been terrific this season. I mean, did, you, did. The debate over player of the year is probably going to be between Moussa Dembele and Scott Sinclair. Um yeah. and I think that's probably right, because <laughs> they're, they're the two guys that Brendan Rodgers brought in and have been, when, when they've played Celtic have been almost unstoppable in Scotland. Um, yeah. It's funny actually, when, when they don't, when both of them have a bad game, that tends to be when Celtic struggle, Yeah, uh, as we've seen um, just before the international break there, because Neither of them were particularly good against Rangers. We dropped two points. Uh, neither of them were particularly good against Dundee either, and it was a, a two-one nervy finish. Uh, so uh, that that, seemed, that almost goes back to the whole well, a lot of that team still Ronnie Dylas team. Yeah, but having said that, he's managed to like he's managed to get the best out of some of those players that Ronnie Dial left him. I mean, Stuart Armstrong has been probably one of, the, one of the big success stories this season. The way he's come through. Um, He's obviously had to, to the co-op to Scotland, set up the goal uh, just against uh, Slovenia there, um, and, and even Gordon Stack has said it was maybe
1: one of the best debuts he's seen for Scotland ever. So yeah, I mean, I've the, been quite uh, impressed with uh, Boyata as well. Seems to have yeah, because you know, under Ronnie Dialer, he was almost like oh God, he's he's it's like Bambi on ice, but he's he's played well this season.
0: He seems less prone to his mistakes than he was under Dyla, which is good to see. Um, they're still there. <laughs> he's not the finished article yet, but he's certainly a lot better this season than he was uh, under Dyla last season. Another one who's obviously been having a great season is James Forrest. Um, but I think, I think Dyla probably deserves a bit of praise for this as well, because before Dyla came in, when he was playing under Lennon, you couldn't keep James Forrest fit. Dyla mm-hmm. did something in his training, regime or built him up in some way that got him to the point he could stay fit for longer and I think Brendan Rodgers has reaped the benefits of that because he's he's, it just seems to have carried on and and James Forrest is now regular, so much so he's keeping a talent like Patrick Roberts out of the team Um, and I think it's it's very hard to say James Forrest doesn't deserve that place Mm -hmm. I'm a a big fan of Roberts, I think he's he's a terrific talent and, and but you seen that against Man City and then the, the Etihad, the, the goal he scored down there was just terrific. And of course, against his parent club, um, and there's been other games where, where, where Roberts, is, you probably know because he's, he's a nasty, nasty
1: habit of scoring against Hearts. It he does. he ripped us apart. Yeah, and do you, think you can keep him. Is he, what's, no. I don't. No. I don't see it. I, I would be. I would like to,
0: but I think the, the two problems is he's not playing week in week out, so I'm not sure he would want to stay. And yeah. I think the other problem, is, it's, I, I don't think the transfer fee would be an issue because although there's a reported 12 million that City paid for him, one, I don't think mm. they're trying to cover that, two, that's not exactly what they paid for him anyway. That was installments yeah. and yeah, I, down to appearances and stuff. I think the big problem would be wages because I imagine whatever he's on at City is a massive amount and not will be yeah. getting subsidised while he's at Celtic because we mm. won't be pulling the fitting the full amount. So I think that would be the sticking point we're getting him here. Um, he's of, he, when he does play, he's obviously enjoying himself. He seems to have struck up this bizarre bromance with uh, Kieran Tierney as well. That's, mm-hmm. that's been entertaining us for, for the last eighteen months or so. Um, I would like him to stay, but I don't see it. I think he'll, he, he'll very but probably go back to Man City, and it wouldn't surprise me if he was in on loan soon thereafter to somewhere else. Yeah,
1: no, you're right. He's not. He's not been playing every week, so he'll probably be thinking, "Well, could I go somewhere else? You know, out on loan." Mid mid table team down in the English Premiership or something
0: like that. Yeah, I, I'll be disappointed if he go but I, I, I'm I'm ready for it. <laughs> I know it's coming. Um, the big question for me in the summer is going to be whether Dembele stays or goes. Um, I would like to think he'll stay, and I think certainly the Rogers thing, him signing up and, and making it clear he's staying, might make it a bit more likely. Uh, but it's going to be very hard to resist anyone coming up with a big money offer.
1: Yeah. Cause you, you still need those big money offers to to keep the pockets uh, full at Celtic. The,
0: the impression I get as far as the budget at Celtic goes is we won't need to sell anybody if we get to the Champions League group stages. Yeah. Um, so, uh, fingers crossed we can do that again. Um, it's it's going to be as difficult as ever because there's still the three qualifying rounds to get through. Yeah. Uh, we start I think it is the 11th of July, or the 12th of July, one of those two, for the first uh, leg of the second qualifying round. Um, and given what we'll likely see several of the Celtic players in the Scotland squad and other teams, Scotland play England in June the 10th, so I think there's about a week off and then Celtic will be back in training on like the 18th. So And you, the way
1: these qualifying rounds go, you're only... Really getting one easy game, um, and then you know you're you're up against teams that are capable of beating you. You know, see
0: you see easy game. I remember all the way back in the very first game for Rodgers was the, the one 0 defeat in Gibraltar <laughs> <laughs> against the pub team. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, that seems a very long time ago now. Given the yeah. how, how the rest of the season's planned out, but um, yeah, it's it's, it's almost we can look back at it and, and laugh at this point. It wouldn't have been that if we not having not like, the, the three goals in pretty quick succession at Celtic Park, yeah. But yeah, i be interested yeah. to see how the, how the 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 summer pans out and how the the qualifiers pan out. And obviously, we, we wish all the Scottish teams who play in Europe in the end of June, start of July, we wish them well.
1: Yeah, I think you need we need help from the the. The teams like Hearts and Aberdeen, and hopefully Rangers are in it as well, just to to try and get that coefficient up a little bit and make it a little bit easier for us. But it, it just seems a harder and harder task now in Europe. Uh, just with the, the level, a
0: lot of work to do to get that coefficient repaired. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but um, we shall see how it goes. Anyway, we should probably move on uh, to the, the 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 coming weekend's fixtures. Um, as you say, Cwmaman versus Hearts is a Friday night game. Live in BT Sport. Uh, you reckon Hearts were going
1: to win? Yeah, I've got Hearts down for a two-one-one here. Um, I know we've not been scoring goals <laughs> regularly. Uh, I think that goal on Saturday was our first goal in three games, but you could see Hearts were playing quite well. There was a little bit of confidence. In the team, Kilmarnock not doing so well. I think it's a 2-1 victory for Hearts.
0: See, I see. I, I find it very hard to predict any Hearts away win at the moment. Um, having said that, Mooki seem to agree with you because they've got uh, evens for Hearts to win. Uh, it's a 13-5 a draw and 29-10 for Kilmarnock to win. I think the draw's more likely. I think I won each. Uh, so moving on to the Saturday games we can start uh, Dens Park for Dundee versus Hamilton
1: it's a tricky one this because Dundee six defeats in a row Hamilton have never actually won away from home this season have um, they not? <laughs> no they've, 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 I think they're the only team in the league that haven't won away from home well, um, so I'm putting that I'm going to just say a 1-1 draw here yeah I'm probably going the same
0: uh, you're 12-5 a draw uh, twenty-three to twenty for Dundee to win, thirteen to five for Hamilton to get that elusive first away win of the season. So next up is
1: Motherwell versus Inverness. That's uh, probably the, the big game of the weekend, to be honest. Yeah. Um, this is one that I fancy putting down a draw in our bet for. I think it's going to be one-one again here. Um, both teams have only won once in the last ten games. Well. There's been a lot of draws in there for both of them as well. A lot of defeats as well. So yeah, i got 1-1. One, one.
0: I, I tend to agree with the logic. Um, unfortunately, I think Motherwell might scrape it. <laughs> I, think, I think it might be a 2-1 Motherwell. Just the, the way Inverness are going at the moment, it's uh, as bad as Motherwell's
1: form has been of
0: late. I think Vanessa's as well.
1: I don't know what's wrong but with the striker just now for Motherwell what do you call him Malt he's I think he's missed the last couple of games and he makes a hell of a difference when he plays
0: yeah, I know he, scored, he certainly scored against Rangers at, the, at Ibrox a couple of weeks ago but um, yeah. Yeah, he hasn't I don't seen, know whether, I injury. think he, he must be, must be injured yeah. if, yep. that, if that's the case then the draw might actually be about right in fact I've finished even one yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if they're missing him then, then it could be a completely different story Alright, we'll keep that for the, the back burner. Next up for the three o'clock kickoffs on Saturday Rangers versus Party Thistle, Glasgow Derby.
1: I'm going to go with a Rangers win. Controversial. But I think Park Thistle, they've almost done their bit now. Uh, I think Rangers still do have a good home record. And I fancy them for the win. On the back of the Aberdeen win. Two one
0: I would say. Thistle I really conceding goals. And I think that might help. Whether they can score against Rangers is another question. So I might say one 0 Rangers. Just because unlike Celtic Rangers actually need the points. Obviously party thistle do with Celtic midweek now. four six Rangers to win. Oh, that's not a bad, odds. Um fourteen to five a draw, nineteen to four party thistle. So the final game on Saturday is St Johnson versus Aberdeen.
1: Very tight game, I reckon. Um, obviously, Aberdeen will be disappointed at the weekend. I think I'm going to go with an Aberdeen away one-two-one. Aberdeen have got the firepower. I just think, yeah, they're going to they're going to bounce back. Right,
0: I think I think Aberdeen will definitely be looking to bounce back, but that's not an easy place to go to bounce back.
1: No, not at all.
0: I actually think St Johnson will win. It's four to one, St Johnson to win. Unbelievable. It's cracking odds for them. This is when this is when John would tell me that St Johnson's away form is better than the home form. Uh, and that's probably going to explain that. Um, you're three to four, Aberdeen to win, and twenty seven ten the draw. I, I do like those St Johnson odds. Um, the final game of the weekend is the 12 thirty kickoff off uh, Ross County versus Celtic.
1: I think the Celtic juggernaut will continue. Will they rest a few players this weekend? I yeah do Semi, possibly. Yeah. Uh, that's more only like worry, but I still think even if they do rest players, the players coming in will want to prove a few things, so I'll go 2-0 to Celtic.
0: Funnily enough, the last time Celtic were up in Dingwall, they rested a few players. It was, that? was that a midweek game or something like that, and what, Robert scored in the first couple of minutes. And it was one 0 for ages and what what Celtic loved in a lock and, and Ross County had the woodwork and all sorts and um and then like, suddenly Celtic like, made a couple of subs and won the game four <laughs> 0 mm-hmm. It was one of those a bit unfair on, on Ross County the result. But um I don't think we'll make as many changes this because I think Celtic are more keen on keeping the momentum going than anything else. So I will say I'll 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 say three one. Just um I reckon Ross County
1: might score. Yeah. So, of course, there is always that element that sort of car obviously wanting to go the season unbeaten as well, aren't they? Yeah. 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 Um, we also seem to we'll want
0: to be finishing kind of. we we'll be playing better away from home than at home. I don't know if that's because because our pitch is rubbish. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's thirteen to two if you think Ross County can can be the first team to beat Celtic domestically. Four one to draw two five Celtic. Right, the more I think about it, the more I think that Motherwell other one, Van sounds like a great bit.
1: That's what I've got in my uh, well, I've got that for a draw. It's whether we have a treble or I, I also had down hearts and rangers, but uh, obviously you don't like the sound of hearts away, so we can kibosh that. Arbroath was the other one that I thought was Arbroath uh, you know. threw at home at Edinburgh City and
0: still trying to get that top spot. 46. Yeah. Rangers, so, Rangers at 4 to 6 is reasonable odds as well. Actually.
1: So if we did a, a, a
0: treble, mother a, a, if you did a mother one for draw, our growth Rangers wins treble. £10 on that is 94.44. That's pretty good. That's, and I think that's feasible. Yeah. Let's have a go at that. Let's go with that. Yeah. That sounds good to me. But it's just leaves uh, the, the usual question of who do we put for first goal scorer?
1: I had another risky one here that. Stephen Dobie against Hibbs for Queen of the South. Queen of the South to get the first goal, but get beaten. You'll get great odds on Stephen Dobie. Scored two last week. He scored 23 for the season. I think he's scored in the last four games in a row. Three or four games in a row. But could he open the score? That's the gamble.
0: You know what? I like the sound of that. Let's, it, sounds, it sounds a bit left field. Might have decent odds as well. So uh, let's say Stephen Dobie of Queen of the South against Hibs at Easter Road. At Easter Road, yeah. <laughs> nice. Right. Um, I don't think there'll be odds of this. Usually it isn't. Probably won't get it until later in the week. Sure, so that'll be later in the week. Assuming I remember to tweet it this week. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Actually, there is a goal scorer of, of Stephen Dobie. First goal scorer
1: eleven to one. There you go. This could be the bumper weekend that double. Be could be We yeah. could double the takings. Right. So that is
0: eleven to one. Stephen Dalby to score, and then ninety four forty four. If our treble comes in, <laughs> that's um, two hundred quid in the pot if it comes in. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how you do it it's just short of 200 quid because it's, it's we'd get 84-44 because we'd need to take the stake off if the yeah. three games come in and then 110 quid <laughs> for the uh, Stephen Dolby score so um, yeah if that comes in we will be delighted and it will really make up for it has been a pretty horrific season so far um, yeah. I'm not going to hold my breath <laughs> because of how the season's gone so far um, but who knows things have happened. Alright, I okay. think that's us for this week. Excellent. Enjoyed so, the- it. Thanks for coming on, Hamish. It has been a pleasure. Uh, and it's been far too
1: long. It has. I've been busy. Uh, I've changed jobs and stuff recently, so I've been really busy busy recently, so I can spare a bit of time from now on, I think.
0: Excellent. Is that all we want to hear? We're well, kind of getting back into the swing of things now, because obviously I had a few months off where. Like baby stuff, but um I seem to be I seem to be back to being regular again and I think this is a the second week in three I've hosted. So Good. Maybe maybe we're getting back on an even keel again, which should be good. So um, thanks for coming on, Hamish, and thanks everybody for listening. And we'll talk to you next week. Cheers now. Cheers. <laughs>